You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. The cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah, the cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Back on the Pipeline Show, and we are going to turn on the 2020 Draft Spotlight. It's also an In the Dub segment, brought to you by Dubnetwork.ca. You can stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League by uh, bookmarking Dubnetwork.ca, make it a, one of your daily stops uh, every day to keep up to date. Uh, my guest today is draft eligible, and everybody considers him a, a, a almost a, a lock to be a first-round pick. He is uh, ripping up the WHL this year. Connor Zaria, the Kamloops Blazers, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, but uh, I am not uh, one of the leading scorers in the WHL and and um, on a team that is one of the top teams in the league either. So i got to think that life was pretty good for Connor Zaria right now. Yeah, things are things are looking up pretty pretty well right now. It's, it's been a pretty fun year, and I'm, I'm just enjoying it while I can. And coming off a, uh, a pretty strong performance at the top prospect game as well. Can you put your finger on what's gone right for you and the team this year? Because everything seems to be clicking. Yeah, I think just team-wise, we, we really gelled. We've come together kind of a more than just a hockey team. We're kind of a family here right now. And it seems like we're such a t- tight-knit group that, that everything's going our way. And we're kind of just we're playing as a whole team, not just not just one or two lines or, or a few guys are going. It's, it's every single guy every single night right now. So... It's been pretty special so far, and then, and personally, I'm just just enjoying the moment, just living every day and having fun, kind of thing. Third year in the WHL for yourself, uh, that's got to help being a, a late birthday in that regard, though. Where you know you're into your NHL draft year, but you've got lots of experience at this level, so that production, pretty much what I think you would probably have expected for yourself uh, at the start of the season. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I would agree, especially. Being being a lot more comfortable coming in as a third year, you have that late birthday advantage coming in for your draft year, and obviously it's still still a big year, still a lot of pressure. But just being able to to know the guys in your team and know that you're going to be a veteran presence and and a leader, it makes it a lot easier when when you can kind of kind of be that go-to guy. Now that said, 28 goals in 39 games is uh, pretty awesome. 59 points uh, along the way. Did you have statistical goals in mind for yourself at the start of year that that you can share? Yeah, I kind of I kind of had a few goals set, and uh, I just wanted to make sure uh, I was reaching them. I kind of look at what guys guys had last year that were going in the first round and and everything like that, and I knew that I was capable of a lot of things and having 57 points last year, so I set my goals a lot higher than that. But I think it's just not being too focused on the points wise. It's just it's just playing your game and. and you know that that there's always someone watching, so you just play your heart hard out every night, kind of thing, and and things will fall into place. Connor Zaria, the Camloops Blazers, my guest here on the Pipeline Show, and in this part of the show, uh, Connor, we like to let my audience kind of get to know somebody in your position, being that it's your NHL draft year. So casual NHL fans that don't follow the WHL might listen to this uh, in June or something, uh, getting ready for the draft. So let's let's get a bit of background on you, if you don't mind. Uh, where are you from? I'm from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. How old were you when you first started playing hockey? Do you remember? I started skating when I was like two, three years old, and then right when five, when you can get into organized hockey, that's exactly when I started. Who got you into hockey at that young age? My mom and dad, We they got a pair of skates for my brother, and then they got me a pair of skates, and we just kind of went public skating from then on, and I just, I just fell in love with, with skating and, and the game, and I always kind of loved it since then, and then just watching hockey with my, my dad growing up, just, just always a good time. Older brother or younger brother? Older brother. How many years older? Two years older. He's she's in his third year of business in, in university. Okay. Did he play as a kid? No, he, he didn't. He uh, my parents 
tried to see if he wanted to, and he, he never ended up doing it. He played a bunch of other sports, but he never got into hockey. Okay. Uh, now, for you, you're a forward. Uh, have you always been a forward, or did you try any other positions along the way? Yeah, I, I've kind of always been a forward. I, I know uh, growing up playing playing summer hockey, and, and when you're younger, you get a chance to play goalie and, like, and that. And whenever I played road hockey with my buddies, I'd, I'd, I'd be goalie, and I'd switch it off, and I always had fun trying other things. So, but for me, it's always been it's always been forward in, in ice hockey. I imagine when you were a kid, though, like in in uh, novice or something, you got to take your turn in net. How'd that go for you? Yeah, I, I always liked playing goalie, especially even playing road hockey growing up. I always kind of liked playing goalie. I thought it was fun, and <laughs> I thought I was pretty good at it. But others would probably disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Zary is my guest here on the Pipeline Show in the uh, uh, Draft Spotlight segment. In a second-round pick back in 2016 by the Blazers, uh, I've talked to a lot of players on this show over the years, and uh, you know a lot of them reflect on the on what the Bantam draft meant for them and how they spent that day. Some guys get to stay home from school, and other guys are at school following along on their phones. What was draft day like for you? For me, it's just kind of just at school following along on my phone. I think I had a lot of teachers that kind of grew up playing hockey and everything and they all knew what the what the WHL was and, and the draft kind of thing and there I had a few teachers asked me if I'd get on yet and it was kind of just checking my phone wandering the halls and then when I got uh when I got my name called it was kind of just <laughs> I was out of class just answering phone calls and stuff and I, I missed the whole class so and I just uh I went home after that pretty much. Well, uh, you're from Saskatoon, Kamloops, uh, for you know the casual fan who might not know Western Canadian geography. It's a couple provinces away, so a long way. What was your initial reaction to that, knowing you'd be uh, moving away uh, pretty far? Yeah, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. Obviously, it's follow your dreams kind of thing. I, I knew it was, it was going to happen. No matter where it was, I'd be moving away from home. I didn't, didn't really expect to get drafted by Saskatoon, so... I kind of, I was kind of ready for it, and I was excited for the opportunity. And obviously, Canada's such a great city, and and so much history as a team. It's it's a pretty special moment. How big were you on draft day? Because it, you know, looking back, and and uh, not necessarily some of the players who were drafted ahead of you, but just the fact you were a second round pick, and now you're one of the leading scorers in the league. It's uh, it's, you know, it's hard to imagine that you were still available uh, when Camelot <laughs> was drafting you, unless you were like five five or something back then. No, I I was probably five nine. 5'10", and still growing, and hmm. probably 160 pounds, so I wasn't really too far out of what everyone else was. I think everyone was around 5'9", and growing, and obviously there's a the couple monsters that were that were 6 feet or 6'2", but I wasn't really out of the ordinary being really short, so. So was that a motivator for you, being a second-round pick? Were you thinking, you know what, I should have been a first-round pick, or I'm better than that guy or that guy? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you always got to look at it a way like that, like, if you if you don't think you can be better than someone, you're not you're not going to be better than them, and you got to have that mindset that you're going to be confident that that I think I should have been a first round pick, and that's that's way in the past now. I don't really think about it anymore. But back in the back in the day, I thought I should have been a first round pick, and I just wanted to go and prove that I that I was that material. Connor Zary ranked 12th by NHL Central Scouting in North America, and like I said, everybody's pr- pretty much got you pegged in the first round. Is the draft something that you spend a lot of time thinking about? Uh, I try not to, but obviously whether it just pops up on your phone or you're scrolling somewhere, you see your name because obviously when you're on social media, for me, it's, there's a lot of hockey stuff on there. So sometimes I'll just see my name pop, pop up, whether it's uh, a ranking or whatnot like that. But yeah, I try to keep my head headspace clear of it a bit. Obviously friends and, and everything popping up, but 
I think it's trying to stay away from it a bit and just stick to playing my game and, and having fun and enjoying the ride. Well, let's maybe uh, talk about your game. For uh, the uh, uh, the fan who doesn't get a chance to watch the Blazers play, uh, how would you describe yourself as a player? We can look at the stats line and see, obviously, there's an offensive side to your game, but numbers don't necessarily paint the, the whole picture. So how would you describe yourself? Yeah, I think I'm a I'm a, I'm a 200-foot centerman. I like to play play at both ends of the ice. I play pretty hard defensively, so so I can work uh, mainly in the defensive zone mostly. And that's – I mean, in the offensive zone, sorry. I think that's where I obviously spend most of my time. So when you get in the defensive zone, you want to get out of there quick. So – I kind of pride myself on, on really digging in there. So I think for me it's just a fast, skilled, smart 200-foot centerman. All right. Now, uh, again, for, for people who don't get a chance to watch the WHL all that much and might not be aware of the travel and things like that, what's when you think of uh, the time that you spend on the bus, I know this weekend you're going up to PG, and that's that's a bit of a commute <laughs> for sure. Um, are, yeah. Is there a memorable road trip that stands out for you? I think just – for me, the road trip that stands out is just being able to, to get a chance to, to head back out towards towards Saskatchewan when we, when we do that one every second year. I know that one was pretty special for me when I was 16. Obviously, I I just lived my first, whatever, three months away from home. So mm. being able to get the chance to, to go back home and play in front of my, my mom and dad and my friends and family almost every game is, is pretty special for me, especially going up playing in those towns or in those cities or in those buildings is it's pretty special to be able to go back and play in a in a bigger kind of situation uh third year in the whl uh, the same team but three different coaches sean cluston uh, behind the bench this year that I, on the surface when i say that that i think that must be a challenge uh, when you have three different coaches <laughs> in three years obviously it's not holding you guys back or anything like that and and cluston's uh you know he's been around the whl for a long time very well respected coach but uh, how, do, how do you I don't want to say overcome but is that a challenge when you have that many different uh, kind of teachers uh, in your WHL time uh the way I try and look at it is it's it's a uh, it's an opportunity you look at try and look at it with a positive mindset you you can learn something new from every single person that you talk to kind of thing and there's always going to be someone teaching you something different and something that you can take from everyone and put into your game so Obviously, coming in at 16, having Don Hay taught me a lot of things of, of working hard and, and earning what you're, uh, what you're given kind of thing in, in a reward system kind of way. And I think last year is, uh, a lot of, a lot of teaching too. And then this year having Sean, Sean, it's been great. He's been such a good coach for all of us. And as you can tell, being at the top of our vision and, and close to the top of the league, he, he's really, he's really showed us a lot and, and been a really good coach for, for me personally and our whole team. Speaking of the standings, as we're speaking right now, you have a 10-point lead on Victoria for top spot in the division, and you're eight back of Portland for top spot in the conference. Uh, home ice advantage so important in the playoffs. Right now, you have that in the in the division, but you know, assuming let's look forward and pass the division uh, and uh, get to the conference finals, how important is it to catch Portland uh, and have home ice then? Yeah, I think it would be it'd be huge, and that's obviously we're trying to be on top of our division. We're trying to get as high as we can in the conference. And that's why we're 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 playing hard right now, and we're gonna keep trying winning and, and rack up points to try and run away with not only the division, but try and get to that top of the conference. Connor, uh, lastly, uh, what when you think of what a successful season would be, what has to happen for you to to be able to you know a year or two to look back and say that was a great year? Yeah, I think the the only really the only really answer to that one would be winning the league, and and with the squad we have here, we're such a tight knit group, and and everyone in the locker room wants to wants to win a championship, so. 
I think if if that's not our goal here and that's not our mindset, uh, I don't think that's that's what we're going to do. So I think uh, everyone in the dressing room wants to win, and especially our coaches all the way down. GM, he wants to win. He showed us. We made the, made some acquisitions at the start of the year, and then we got Zabranski at, at the deadline. And I think uh, with with our group and, and how we're playing right now, we're, we're showing we're a championship team, and, and we're going to keep building off that. Excellent. Connor, really, I appreciate the time and uh, enjoy the conversation a lot. Best of luck the rest of the way this year. I hope we can chat again. Thank you. Appreciate it. And there's uh, Connor Zeria, the Kamloops Blazers, via the Troubled Monk hotline. And, uh, boy, when it comes to WHL forwards eligible for the draft, maybe he and Seth Jarvis might be the two hottest right now. Uh, Jake Neighbors is playing pretty good. But, uh, boy, tough to look past uh, what Connor Zaria is doing. And uh, Seth Jarvis also with the Portland Winterhawks having a, a really strong uh, second half of the season. Not that he was having a bad first half, though. And obviously some uh, top defensemen available for the draft this year coming from the West. Once again, no surprise there. One more segment to go. It's also a 2020 draft spotlight segment. My guest this time will be Jackson Coons. He's a big power forward. And when I say big, I mean six foot three and 210 pounds. And he's 17 years old playing for Shattuck St. Mary's in Minnesota getting set to start his NCAA career. Get to know him when we come back. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Hey, it's Tyson Jost from the Pentecton Bees. Jost racing back at center by himself. End-to-end, Jost shooting, scores! Tyson Jost does it himself, end-to-end with 2-11 to go. And you're listening to the Pipeline Show. One hopeful road that my mama showed to me from the moment I first met From the organization that brought you Mark Messier, Matt Benning, and Ian Mitchell, Spruce Grove Saints Junior A Hockey is officially back for the 2019-2020 season with all the action taking place at the Grant Fear Arena in Spruce Grove. With tickets starting at just $15 per person, AJHL Hockey provides some quality entertainment. For more information, visit www.sprucegrovesaints.ca. 